Hey everyone, this is Trent Young. I'm here with Alan Small. We are in New Orleans. We are actually together in the same location and we're getting to um, go to the Southern Baptist Convention. We've been, the last couple of days, we've been meeting with other uh, leaders, associational leaders, and so we wanted to share with you all some things that we've been learning um, during this conference and uh, I guess tease a little bit the things to come. Yeah, it's kind of cool we get to be together and we don't get to do this very often, so it's always fun to hang out. Our wives have gotten to hang out. We've seen a dead rat, which was really fun. <laughs> so um, yeah. having a wonderful time here in New Orleans, eating way too much. Oh uh, there's my goodness. some bread pudding that was pretty much out of this world that, that we've had. So anyway, we're having a good time. Wish you were here, and maybe you are. So if you're out there and you're at the Southern Baptist Convention, we hope to connect with you. Um, stop. If you see us, stop and say hi. We'd love to connect with you. So, Trent, um, we're going to talk about some of the things that we're going to be talking about and some things that we've kind of maybe teased us on things we would like to talk about. But before we do that, we need everyone's help. We absolutely do, yeah. Because, you know, we've actually grown, our podcast has grown this year, and more and more folks are listening to our podcast. We would really like to get the 10,000 downloads on our podcast before the year's up. That's a big ask, but you know, we've got some great listeners and some faithful listeners. Would you do something for us? Would you share our podcast with people that you come in contact with? We want to see pastors and other church leaders endure. We know we're not magicians. We don't have anything that's super special to say, but we've been doing it a long time, and our heart is to walk alongside pastors and we can see that there are people who need someone to walk alongside right now that's for sure you know we we have almost 250 episodes uh out there for you and so you know you're not limited to just the one we release each week you can go back and and listen to a lot of our podcast episodes we've got some that are uh are have gotten great reviews got a lot of folks that have listened to them and so we really could use your help, and if you're, I'm not on on Instagram or um, all the other social media things. Pretty much Facebook is all I'm on. <laughs> so uh, we could use your help sharing that to other folks on other platforms, and we would really appreciate that help. Yeah, uh, TikTok. Yeah, yeah, other, other yeah. things like that. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't have the dance moves for TikTok. So. <laughs> you don't want to see this guy on, on TikTok, no. Yeah, but anyway, so thank you for doing that. We love what we do. We love this opportunity we have to help you and your church endure. So let's uh, kind of jump into it. Some, some things that we heard, and one of the great conversations that was a real encouragement to me was to hear Hans Dilbeck, who is the um, president of Guidestone, um, who helps with our retirement, but they also do a thing called Mission Dignity. And one of their goals is to help pastors reach a place where you have a, a sense of financial freedom mm-hmm. and you're not constrained. And one of the things that we recognize in our role that we have and something that's really important is for us to be able to help pastors talk to their church about their salary. That's an awkward conversation. It is. I mean, because we both have been in those situations, you know, as the pastor of the church, you don't want to look like, hey, I'm begging for money or I want more than I deserve or whatever. It is it is awkward, right? It is. And I recognize that one of the things that happens, too, when a church is without a pastor, it gives me a great opportunity to look at the church and how they've set up the 
the financial compensation, but it doesn't seem that a week goes by that I don't see some church posting somewhere that some church is looking for a pastor that they say, we're going to give you a full-time full-time job and we're going to give you a parsonage and $20,000 a year and then they're quite trying to figure out why no one wants to come work for them. Well, yeah, and I've had that same conversation, Alan, not too long ago with a, a, some folks from a church and they were like, well, hey, we're paying them, this guy a full-time salary and I, so I asked them how much they were paying and, and it was not even a full-time salary and Alan was reminding me this morning that, you know, you've got to take about half of what the salary that you're paying that person and subtract it because that goes to taxes and everything ministers taxes are twice what you would have to pay if you're working somewhere else yeah when a person receives a salary let's say their salary is fifty thousand dollars a year it actually costs the employer seventy-five, eighty thousand dollars to employ that person based on whatever benefits they give their payroll tax part and all those other kinds of things and churches don't oftentimes see that it really helps to get some business eyes on that some of the other things that churches do is they don't set up expense accounts right and and where pastors end up having to pay taxes on things called allowances instead of doing reimbursables there's a lot of things we do that we could do better for our pastors um, to help them in their financial situation so how do we help churches have that conversation that's really important because stewardship is a topic we want to spend a little more time on it anyway um, as it is yeah we you know it's not just about salaries which that's usually that's a big proportionate part of any church's budget is staff salaries but um, you know we also as pastors and leaders don't be afraid to talk about um, stewardship always consistently be teaching your people about biblical stewardship i think that makes a gives them the opportunity to experience god's provision and helps their faith to grow at the same time yeah it's so important for us to be holistic in our approach and i think the idea was if you're if you're ashamed to preach about stewardship which is talked about often in the bible Mm. and you apologize for it you're apologizing for things that God was passionate in mm-hmm. communicating to us. We don't want to be guilty of that. So it's an important subject for us to talk about. I know we're going to talk to you at some point in time too, not only about how can a pastor talk about their own salary, but also how do you go about creating a church budget mm-hmm. and building the stewardship idea into that budget. So we yeah. look forward to that conversation. Yeah, and Hans, as he was talking to us last night uh, shared with us or reminded kind of what Alan was saying don't ever be ashamed to preach about what God has has said in his word and you don't be holding your people back from experiencing God's provision I think that's so important absolutely so we want to come back then and uh, that was one of the things just talking about um, these things that have to do with finances and those kinds of things one of the things that really caught me, I went to a, a breakout session with a gentleman named J.J. Washington who, who is um, in charge of personal evangelism department at the North American Mission Board. And they're rolling out a new thing for evangelism. And, but I want to talk about what was behind it. And for me, it was the idea that they're not rolling out just a program. This is not like three steps. This is share your faith this way and here's these verses and this drawing. Right. 
but it was more of a process than a program. And I think that that's something that we're seeing and something that's really important is that we move, that resources are moving away from this idea of this is one size fits all, everyone do it this way, it looks this way, to this is a process. And so work through a process, but make it your own. And so it becomes more personal. Yeah, I, I like that better because we have all different sized churches in the, across the U.S. There's all different kinds of things that are, you know, each church is unique. And so a, a program that everybody from huge churches down to little churches, it doesn't fit well. And so a process, teaching someone a process that they can implement in their church um, is, I think it, it makes it way more personal and I think it sticks better in someone's life if they've gone through a process, they've learned some things that help them to grow. Yeah, when we were locked down for COVID, we had the privilege of interviewing Carl Vaders, who's kind of a small church guru. Mm -hmm. And I know he's big on talking to guys about when you go to these large church conferences, you're really not taking a whole lot back that's gonna be applicable to your circumstances. It takes a lot of ability, it takes a lot of time to figure out how you're gonna take something and make it work in your context. But processes you can make work because processes aren't constrained by the program. They take more time. And so it begins with evaluation, which is what the program that's rolling out is an evaluative pro process. Mm -hmm. How do I look at myself? Do I have a health, healthy life? Am I healthy in my ministry? Am I healthy in my family? Am I healthy in all these things? How does that lead me into a lifestyle of evangelism that works for me? And I think that's really beneficial. This is something that can take place over a weekend. It can take place over a year. Mm -hmm. This is not a one size fits all. And I'm grateful that people are starting to recognize that if we're gonna provide resources that are beneficial, they can't be one size fits all. Oh yeah, I, that is so true. And you know, I work with groups in Missouri where we're trying to, um, do some things and calling out the called and so we're trying to make them to where they're not a program that hey You have to do this this but this is something you can use however. It fits well in your situation um, Like you said evaluating your church and what's happening right now How can we plug this in and make it fit? It's not anything dated and I think that's a big part of the process is it's not dated um, and it can be its principles more than it is okay, you have to do these steps in a program. Uh, but I would really encourage you, you know, go back and look up our podcast episode, the interview with Carl Vaders, and you can get some more information and then follow him too. Yeah, he's a, he's a sharp cookie when it comes to small churches. And so you mentioned calling out the called. Mm -hmm. So this maybe wasn't as much of a breakout topic, though I think you got some of it with one, but this is just a subject that's been close on our hearts because we look around and in some places we go we're the young guys still and they look at us like we're young men but we're not no, young anymore no. I, I wish I was yeah. but but I'm not and we have a problem coming in the future that we are not calling out the called so you were in a breakout session with a gentleman named Shane Pruitt who mm -hmm. does some generational ministry what was something he said that really stuck out to you yeah and I would encourage you to find uh, look up Shane Pruitt uh, and we hope to maybe do an interview with him in the future but you know he was he was pointing out to us first of all he shared with us how the 
most the ministry folks that are out there are getting older and older and the younger people are not coming in you know below them and so it's it's so important for us to keep in mind that those future leaders those future ministers are most likely still in the harvest field right they're they're waiting to hear about jesus for the first time and so we have to like you mentioned about evangelism we've got to strengthen our evangelism in order to strengthen those or to reach those people who will be our future leaders and future pastors so part of that too when we call out the called we make a lot of jokes we also talk sometimes about how how hard ministry is right do we talk enough about the joyful side of ministry probably not i mean because you get a bunch of pastors together and what it's going to be more of a complaint session they're going to talk badly about their deacons they're going to talk badly about their secretary they're going to talk badly about their congregation which is unfortunate because we all i think we all believe that ministry is an amazing calling and a great adventure to be on but it's just a habit we get into we we become negative nellies and we're talking about the you know all the bad stuff because it gets laughs right you know with fellow pastors but then those younger people our own kids sometimes they hear that stuff and they take it as well i don't want to be in that position i don't want to be in that vocation because it sounds terrible and so we make it sound like oh you certainly don't want to be a part of this yeah, and I think, too, even how we talk about it at home with that next generation or how we talk about it with their friends when their friends are over, all kinds of stuff. We need to be mindful that our words have power. Oh, yes. And there are times when ministry is so hard and so challenging and difficult. And through COVID, for many people, it was a really difficult and frustrating time. But it's also one of the most beautiful things that you could ever do. We get to see lives transformed, eternities changed. We get the privilege of baptizing people. I, that's like the the job I miss most of being a day-to-day pastor is getting the joy of baptizing someone. So mm-hmm. that life change moment is just so huge. And oh, so there's a great joy in following God and being obedient to him, no matter what he calls you to do. And if he calls you to ministry, it's a joy. It's it's a wonderful privilege. And follow that with abandon. And don't let people like us or anyone else tell you that you shouldn't. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we encourage people to share their testimony about when they trusted Jesus with their lives. Um, but have, when's the last time you've heard someone share their testimony of their calling? when God called them to ministry. And I was thinking, Shane asked that question. And I was like, wow, it's been a long time. And just like you sharing about how you love that calling, I man, pastors take every opportunity to share that. Um, you know, every, not every Sunday maybe, but re- regularly you need to be sharing the excitement of being called to follow and to serve Jesus. Uh, it's something we need to be putting out there a lot more often than we have been. Yeah, and we don't want to see you dis- have a disdain for your ministry. And I think a, a great quote that we got was, a, was shared by someone yesterday that you can go faster alone, but you, can't, but you can go much further together. Mm-hmm. 
And so do you want to go fast or do you want to go far? We're the Enduring Churches podcast. I bet you can figure out which one we're going to suggest you try to do. Yeah. We want to see you go far in ministry. You know, speed, speed is relative to where you're at. That's right. Yeah, Willie McLaren is the outgoing interim executive board president for the Southern Baptist Convention. He was sharing that, that quote. And, you know, we, you've heard us say, if you've listened to the podcast very much at all, you've heard us say that you need that relationship with other ministers. Um, because if you are talking badly about ministry all the time, you need somebody to come along, kick you in the rear and say, hey, what, what's the deal? What, you know, what's happening in your life that you, is making you so negative about being a servant of Jesus Christ? Uh, and so it's important that you have that togetherness that, that will help you to go further down the road. Um, and, and so one of our most popular recorded episodes that we uh, did was Ranger Danger episode 120, I think. And um, so we would encourage you to go back and listen to that one because it talks a lot about that need for not being a Lone Ranger but working together. Yeah, that's our most downloaded episode that's not an interview. So uh, it has been a really popular episode. People have found that one and um, have really downloaded that one. And I don't know why, but I think it's because a lot of guys are doing ministry alone and feel like they're alone. We don't want you to feel that way. Reach out to us. Reach out to someone. Create a network. Be part of a network. You know, we we are honored to be associational leaders in Southern Baptist life because we kind of have have a process already ingrained that allows us to help put churches together. Uh, but it's always work. Whenever there's a new pastor that comes into our area, we have to build a relationship with them, and we have to find a way to incorporate them in. It's just like in a small group in your church. Mm-hmm that sometimes you get groups that have been together so long a new person walks in and they aren't aren't even acknowledged it takes work to reach out and build relationships with other pastors and that's why even in spite of being at the southern baptist convention this week where maybe some unfun things are going to be said and there'll be some things that don't look good the best thing that happens is the networking of people with one another yeah and alan is really good at that i just follow him around sometimes and just listen because he's so good at going and visiting with people and making them feel um, like he he really enjoys them and feel welcome Um, you know every place that alan and i have been and served in ministry we have created our own networks um, to some extent and i really want to encourage you to do that Um, like you said if there's a new pastor comes into the area take them to lunch. It starts with, you know, just one-on-one times, and then you invite other people into that group. And before you know it, you've got a, you know, a group of pastors that you can visit with, and they're not always from the same denomination. I know mine was not. There were, I had people from other denominations that we met together, and I learned from them, and that was, that was very helpful to me. So we really want to encourage you to do this thing together, learn from others. Yeah, there's no one who does it exactly like anyone else. So we all bring something to the table. You know, I like to remember that your best idea is never your best idea. It's not a great, it's a good idea will never become great until it's been filtered through other people mm-hmm. and that they can add to it. And that's true in ministry. Whenever I get to talk about something that I'm passionate about 
and by the time it gets through some other people, it always becomes better. That's why this, this, the way we do this podcast is important. Um, I could do a podcast, Trent could do a podcast, but together it's better. Absolutely. And the same is true in ministry. We want to see you thrive. We need each other to do that. Mm-hmm. So remember, you can go faster alone. That's, that is true but you won't go farther alone. Yeah. We want to see you go far in ministry. And there are times you're going to run fast. There's going to be times that you crawl along, but you're going to go further if you take someone with you. Yeah, and you know, as we're talking about that network, please include someone from your church that is that either you see those characteristics uh, that maybe God is calling them or they're feeling that invite them and involve them in your network and so that they can learn and grow and you'll help them you know maybe you give them opportunities to minister as well but i it's so important to be calling up those those younger folks giving them opportunities showing them what ministry really is like and and giving them exposure to other ministers and so they can learn from them as well yeah, when we think about learning from one another, that's why this podcast means so much uh, to us because we learn from each other and we're just trying to share some of the things that we're picking up on. Um, none of these things were necessarily unique to us. We got them from other people and we want to pass them on to you. And we would ask you to pass this on to someone else. Help us reach that goal of getting to 10,000 downloads before this year's up. That would mean a, a lot to us. And we we love the work that we put into this, but we also are grateful that you take time to listen and to share. So thank you for being an enduring church leader. Um, We're here for you. And if we can be of any assistance to you, don't hesitate to reach out to us. So thanks for listening today.